Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome everyone to the BCP podcast. And I want to continue or give more information on what we covered yesterday. So yesterday, the last half of the episode was in-depth about the findings in Michigan where the FBI and the state government of Michigan hid the fact that there was an investigation into a multi-state operation that led to the rigging of the election in 2020 in Michigan. Obviously, that happened in Michigan. It happened in other places. Now, we mentioned briefly yesterday GBI strategies and how they redacted how they redacted the name a couple times, but then they didn't redact Gary Bell. So let's look at Gary Bell and GBI Strategies, the organization, the company, and the man behind supposedly the get out the vote. We're going to say, I like the, uh, the title that Patty McMurray, Jim Hoft, and Ben Wetmore gave. Guns, burner phones, and fake registrations. The buried Michigan voter fraud scandal. GBI Strategies Director Gary Bell had 70 organizations operating in 20 states in 2020, and he's tied to the Joe Biden campaign. And we know because Joe Biden told us. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. So let me give you the uh, added information. Who is running GBI Strategies? GBI Strategies LLC is a left-wing campaign consulting company run by Gary Bell with a mailing address in Alexandria, Virginia. Okay, so Virginia uh, company or organization stealing elections in Michigan with employees out of what we saw yesterday, Tennessee, and an operation in California. This is multi-state. This is a RICO. This is the actual racketeering thing. Not what Fannie Wilson is trying to, uh, Fannie Willis, excuse me, is trying to get President Trump on. Extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization. A quick online search also shows that GBI Strategies LLC is located, as I said, in Tennessee. Gary Bell has a limited presence online. He keeps a low profile despite his impressive resume. According to CompMo Group, Gary Bell manages over 70 organizing operations in 20 states and lends logistical and consulting support to another seven states. This is a very extensive voter fraud operation, is it not? Bell brags about managing 70 different campaigns and work sites simultaneously. Bell also brags about doing IEs or independent expenditure campaigns for groups whose spending on campaign-related actions would not otherwise be disclosed or publicly available. Bell appears to be part of the campaign world deep state on the left, the ones actually getting left-wing candidates into office. So you can see here the few things online. CompMo 
group has more on Gary Bell. He started in Washington, D.C. This bio says Bell leads hundreds of field managers and thousands of canvassers. Gary Bell has links to a wide variety of far-left political groups, including DSCC, DNC, Black PAC, IBEW, and SEIU, to name a few. So who's funding GIB strategies? Follow the money. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money! Show me the money! All right, let me show you the money. Let me show you the money who's going to this man, Gary Bell, who happens to be black. That's of no consequence. But since I used a Jerry Maguire clip, kind of goes now. Who is funding, who is showing the money to black man, Gary Bell? Well, here we go. Com uh, documentation beats conversation. FEC filing showed that the far-left black political action committee organizations paid GBI strategies over $11 million in 2020. So, let me show you the money. Here you go right here. Committee, black PAC, PA, uh, the payee, JBI strategies, candidate, Joseph R. Biden Jr., Address in Alexandria, Virginia. Purpose, purpose was for canvassing year-to-date over $11 million. Yep. And GBI Strategies was also working with Hillary Clinton campaign in 2016. They got uh, $58,600 from Hillary Clinton during the 2016 election cycle. Uh, <laughs> you can see that here. Uh, maybe if if Hillary Clinton would have paid $11 million, they might have rigged it for her and we wouldn't have even had President Trump in 2016. GBI strategies was being paid by Democrats for several cycles now. Now we know why they were spending so much on this organization because they're a multi-state rigging organization. But James... This only happened in Michigan. This happened in 2020. It's been fixed. We don't need to worry about it. 2024 is a shoe in I don't know if anyone's saying that. But just in case you were, let's go to Ohio. Let's go to a simple, just a very, very simple one-item voting taking place in Ohio. Thousands of Ohio Ohioans particularly in the Akron region, headed to polling stations on the 8th for a special election. The focal point of this election is a decision on Issue 1, a measure that seeks to set stringent rules on public attempts to modify the state constitution. Not going to get into the details of that, but it's a special election with just one little item. That's it, just one item in this special election. But this is what happened according to Mike Holden's News 5 and was being reported in Ohio as of the 8th. 
Hey there guys, Mike Holden here from News 5. We are in Cuyahoga Falls and we are tracking the latest on the special election here in Ohio. And there's a bit of an issue here. So I'm gonna take you right over to the scanners and they read the following message. There is a ballot jam in the front and the back. Ask a poll worker for help. As I shift around Dave Kraska, photojournalist. Same message on here. This has resulted in people not being able to cast their ballot immediately. So what they can do in the interim is put their ballots in this orange box and it will be scanned later. Or they can void the ballot and come back. But people are concerned and they're very upset and they're making calls to the Board of Elections right now in Summit County. So we're staying on top of it. Here's a little line. There were more people before. Sound familiar? Haven't we seen this before? What do Ohio and Arizona have in common? No, not just the fact that they both start and end with the same letter, which are vowels, Arizona, Ohio, but that the machines are malfunctioning. And of course, there's nothing wrong with the machines, according to the officials. Check this out. Deputy Director Pete Ziegler claimed that there was no malfunction with any machines, even though I just showed you the video. Instead, it's the poll workers' fault. Their unfamiliarity with the new voting machines is the source of the problem, according to the Deputy Director, as reported in the local Beacon Journal in Ohio. Quote, these machines have not malfunctioned. This has only been happening because of poll workers struggling to learn the new equipment. At no point was voting halted. They only swapped out machines as a precaution. Oh, but you can just go ahead and put your ballot in that box. We'll run it through later. Carrie Lake went to Twitter to voice her frustration. And of course, she drew parallels between what happened in Ohio and Maricopa County. And of course, you need to blame where the blame needs to go, the Ohio Secretary of State. Sound familiar? Looks like they took a page out of Maricopa County Selections Playbook. Today is Election Day in Ohio and the machines don't work. The swampy never-Trumper Ohio Secretary of State was too busy running for another office to do his job making sure Election Day runs smoothly. Remind me of the jackasses who run... Reminds me of the jackasses who run Maricopa County elections when they sabotage Election Day to stop the will of we the people. Wake up, America. Wake up, America. Carrie Lake also says Ohio has a big election today. The tabulators aren't working and the people are being asked to put their ballots into the bags to be scanned later. Hmm. Wake up, America. They're getting away with it, so they're going to continue doing it over and over again. And if you try to expose what's going on, you become the victim. Okay, let's go back to Michigan. Attorney Stephanie Lambert Huntia was indicted by Michigan Democrat officials for attempting to investigate one of the state's Dominion voting machines following the 2020 election. She is the third suspect indicted by a grand jury and special prosecutor D.J. Hilson's probe of the alleged tabulator tampering scheme. So the, 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 the machines don't work. And then the official thing is the machines work. And then when people try to investigate to see if they really work, they get indicted and prosecuted and punished.
So if you recall on November 5th, two days after the presidential election, an election clerk in Antrim County, Michigan, discovered that the total votes counted by election software did not match the printed tabulator tapes. The Dominion voting machines in Antrim County flipped 6,000 votes from Trump to Biden. Michigan Attorney General uh, Dana Nessel later hit the forensic audit of the Dominion voting machines from the people of her state. She also, of course, hid the investigation into the operation, which we covered yesterday and uh, a little bit today over in Michigan. Now, in case you're not following the story, Democrats are making it illegal to question election results across the county, but only when they win. Because remember, 2016, uh, President Trump was a legitimate president. It was all Russia meddling. They could say that all day, no problem. The minute you point out that Joe Biden is legitimately an illegitimate president, oh, your free speech rights are gone and you're an insurrectionist and your ass should be in jail, according to the left. Okay, in response to her indictment, Stephanie Lambert released this powerful video in her defense. The tweet here says, Michigan election investigators are being criminally prosecuted for uncovering dirty elections. This is the video. Lambert's obtained evidence of law violations committed by Benson and covered up by Nessel. That's obstruction of justice. The big lie that somehow the 2020 election was not accurate when indeed it was. The evidence Lambert has in her possession does not fit the media narrative. And it is the root defense for everyone under attack. From the alternate slate electors to Donald J. Trump. Which is why Nessel and Benson want to desperately censor the truth and to intimidate attorneys from representing clients with election matters. So elections never have oversight again. Lambert has done nothing illegal and has told Hilson and Nessel that she will sue them for malicious prosecution. Hilson incorrectly thought he could insulate himself from a malicious prosecution if he had a grand jury do the dirty work. But in the process, he failed to advise the grand jury and the judge on the appropriate law regarding tabulators. Hilson failed to tell the judge and jury According to Michigan election law, if a township or city clerk has knowledge that there is probable illegal or fraudulent registration in the township or city, the clerk has the power and duty to make a full investigation of the facts concerning the registration. It further states that a township or city clerk is further authorized and empowered if he or she considers it necessary or advisable to appoint assistant examiners for the purpose of the investigation. Two weeks before the 2020 election, Benson's office inflated the voter rolls by 700,000 and told clerks they wouldn't see a paper trail at the local level, despite that it is the township clerk's duty under the law to make sure the rolls are legal, compliant, and accurate. Townships own the tabulators, so they can sue the vendor or the secretary of state if necessary. Lambert's client, Election Integrity Force, submitted multiple FOIA requests for the voter rolls to confirm who voted in 2020. Benson has provided a different response each time she receives a FOIA request asking who voted in the November 3rd, 2020 election. The crime and then the cover-up and then the criminalization of looking into the crime. This is the MO. It's happening to President Trump and it's happening to a whole bunch of other people throughout the nation. They are so desperate to make it a crime to point out the fact that Joe Biden isn't the legitimate president even though he himself told us 
what they were going to do. We have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. There we go, folks. It's still happening. It's still happening. The effects of this operation to get Joe Biden into the Oval Office illegitimately. All right, let's turn over to uh, to some this article here from the Daily Mail. Leon Black gave Jeffrey Epstein's charity $10 million on top of $158 million he paid for tax advice in the same year rape accuser Giselle Ganeva received hush money payments from E-Trust. Well, what is this all about, BCP? Well, we're getting another revelation about Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring. And it's coming back to bite the rich and powerful. This is why we don't have the client list and they've done everything, including Jeffrey, uh, killing Jeffrey Epstein to protect these powerful people. So let's look at this Wall Street titan, Leon Black, who's under renewed scrutiny for his long and close relationship with Epstein. Now, he is being probed in the Senate where the Finance Committee is investigating whether Black met his tax obligations in the more of $158 million he paid Epstein for tax advice and also why he did that in the first place. At the same time, he has been on the press's radar for multiple reasons to begin with, It surfaced that he paid $62 million to the U.S. Virgin Island government to keep prosecutors from involving him in litigation against the Epstein estate. And also because the embattled financier is being sued by a Jane Doe Epstein Epstein trafficking victim who accuses him of rape and abuse. And this week, even more financial ties between Black and Epstein have been uncovered. Daily Mail reports... In 2015, Black donated $10 million to Gratitude America, a charity run by Jeffrey Epstein with the vague mission of supporting the expression of gratitude for the ideals of America. I kid you not. Now, it is is a suspicious move since he was the only donation that the charity had received at that time. Oh, and here's the kicker. The charity had existed for three years up to that point with no donations except for the $10 million that he gave. Nothing suspicious there. Nothing suspicious with all of Hunter and Joe Biden's several accounts to launder money. Crazy. Oh, but there's more. There's more. In the same month, Giselle Ganeva, a Russian model. Oh, sorry. Giselle Ganeva. A Russian model who was Black's mistress received the first of what was supposed to be many $100,000 monthly payments to stay quiet about the relationship. It came from a mysterious e-trust, whereas all the other money she'd received from Black was from his bank account. In total, she was due to receive $20 million from Black as part of their deal. In exchange, she signed an NDA agreement to never speak of their romance, which involved meetups at an Upper East Side apartment across the street from where Black lives with his wife, Deborah, and their children. Randy Bastard couldn't even keep it 
far away. I mean, you wanted it convenient, right? I guess if you have that kind of money, just go downstairs, cross the street, and then uh, hanky-panky with the mistress. I don't know. Maybe he gets his jollies or some. These people are just sick. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just. I don't understand, folks. Been in, in a twenty-seven, uh, almost twenty-seven-year marriage with my wife. Monogamous relationship. The only person I know. I love my wife. Have uh, you know? Maybe it's TMI, but love my wife. It just. I don't understand the randiness of these people. I guess when you just some. I'm not gonna blame this on wealth. Because there are randy people of all socioeconomic, of all socioeconomic levels. I think everyone knows what randy means. I think it's mostly used in Europe, but it means uh, horny. These people who can't keep, I mean, their libido in check, and then they do stupid things like this $20 million? Man, I guess being randy is expensive. Crazy stuff. I just find living my moral Christian lifestyle to be good for the psyche, for the conscience, and it seems it's also great for the pocketbook. So, Geneva Geneva went public with her rape and harassment allegations in 2021, and when he accused her of lying, she sued for defamation. She described the alleged uh, sexual abuse but her specific claims were redacted. She called him a sadist with abnormal sexual proclivities. Uh, let's see. Diddling and raping and having sex with children definitely falls under abnormal sexual proclivities. The type of sexual proclivities that in my book would be a capital offense. So there we have, uh, that, that's the latest that we have with Leon Black. I don't want to give any more details. These people are just sorted. I feel dirty just reporting on these sick-ass bastards. They, they all rot in hell, and I'm sure glad that Jesus uh, died for them and died for all of us. But he does ask that we bend our will to his. And um, that's all I got to say about that. These people are just absolutely sick. I feel dirty just reporting on this. I'm going to cut it short here, folks. There's enough frustration in this relatively short report to last me a few hours and probably you as well. I'll be back. Secondly, we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.